Welcome, welcome, welcome to the episode four of the Monda Solution podcast here with Jordan McDonald and your favorite host, B. What up? I don't know if I'm the favorite. Come on. That's not being fair. Uh, I'm a biased, I guess. I'm a biased. That's, I mean, you're biased away from yourself. <laughs> hey, don't question the match. You're, bi- you're conciliatorily biased. <laughs> it works so, for everybody. How many syllables in the word conciliatorily? <laughs> Good I think Lord. there's one too many. <laughs> right, at least. <laughs> Pretty sure I'm making that up. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. How are you today? Doing well. Thank you. Thank Excellent. you. So I figured today, as we discussed off air, we were going to kind of talk about this concept known as scarcity marketing. Scarcity and, marketing. And um, it's a term that I was not initially familiar with when you uh, when you dropped that bomb on me. Uh <laughs> But that's because I, I was creating scarcity. <laughs> you see, I try to live in a, an abundance lifestyle. So there you this go. is all very foreign, foreign territory. <laughs> I love it. So I guess we should start by defining what scarcity marketing is. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want is to that, do that? Do you want me to do yeah, that? Should I? Should I? Shall sure. I? Do it. Let's do it. So we're going to use the definition provided by Indeed. And their definition is... Uh, scarcity marketing marketing is a technique marketing teams use to encourage customers to make a purchase before a product or discount goes away. Often this means putting timers on sales and promotions, limiting the number of items in stock or creating seasonal or promotional items to sell for a short time. You know, it's, it's very interesting. The principles of scarcity marketing can be used in a lot of different ways. And one, I won't get into this super specifics of it because I can't remember what company it is, but I will try to find it for a future episode. Um, and you and I may have been discussing, I was discussing this with somebody there, you know, the windows on like fifth Avenue, um, in New York that during Christmas are all, everybody's all lit up and it's like, Oh, look at our beautiful decorations in here. You know, Macy's does it down in Herald square and all that stuff. Well, so one of these stores, this years ago, they took and put frosted glass, Cause you get these big windows, right? They're 20 feet tall or whatever it is. <clears throat> and people walk by and they window shop and all that. Well, what they did was they put frosted glass, which is just a sticker to make it look like frosted glass all along the inside. And what they then did, so you couldn't see anything of their window, but they did at different levels. So one, so I'm six, one, so they, you're six, two, six, three, you're taller six than one. I am. No, yeah. no, we're the same height. We're really God, yeah, looks yeah. So tall. Okay. So they put it about our eyeball height, which is what five, 11 and a half or so, give or take. Um, they put them in different heights for different people, including kids. And what they would do is they would take and put a rectangle. That's about the width of your head and about a couple inches tall that forced you that if you wanted to see the cool beautifulness behind there, you had to look through one of these little portals. So they were creating scarcity of the beauty beyond, right? Of the cool window beyond. And it wasn't scarcity in terms of what you're going to purchase, but what it does is it, it engenders curiosity. It makes you go, God, I really want to see that. That's why Christmas is such a big deal, right? Christmas and Hanukkah. It's one time a year. It's one time here and Hanukkah is like eight nights. Christmas is one day, theoretically. And except for, of course, the kids are like, oh, can I open one on Christmas Eve? My parents, my mom did that to my brother one time when we were growing up. She had this big box and he had to choose one thing. And she'd put like some cheapo little Christmas ornament in it and filled it with like cordwood. 
<laughs> like firewood oh, just yeah, to mess yeah, with him yeah. thinking he's getting this big heavy thing he was so pissed off <laughs> <laughs> i always wanted the heaviest gifts yeah exactly um but yeah so in in this sense it was creating scarcity not really the scarcity that we're going to be talking about today but the principle remains the same it, it's this thing that you really want but you can't have right because there's only a limited amount of it in the case of that window it's only a limited limited amount of space where you can actually view the wonders beyond right mm-hmm. so. and you, you either have to be patient or mm-hmm. depending on your height maybe you don't fit in those thresholds maybe you have to yeah. stoop or, yeah. or get on your tiffy toes. Yeah. Or figure out a better time of day to come and look through the things. Or, or like you said, wait behind, you know, Joe Schmo over here who's looking with Mrs. Schmo through the window. <laughs> Mrs. Schmo. <laughs> Joe and I, Mrs. Schmo. I did want to mention one thing as you were talking about uh, that, that window technique. And in that instance, it's absolutely a marketing angle, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I, I, but I was immediately came to mind uh, was one of the exhibits at Meow Wolf, which mm. if you don't know, Meow Wolf is pretty much an interactive art experience. And mm-hmm. there are several locations. I think there's one in Las Vegas, but there's absolutely one here in Colorado. It's, I don't know, it might be just about a year old. Uh, but have you been? I have not. I think so my daughter went. I have not gone. I don't think I'm, I'm spoiling anything by saying there's this one exhibit, if you will, where you would have no idea it was there, except there were all of a sudden people crawling out from like under this half wall. And so so there's, there's just enough space. You have to crawl like it. Mm. It's probably no more than two and a half feet tall. And it goes back. You could crawl probably 20, 20 or 30 feet. And at the very back, there are two places where you can not even stand up, but you can kneel, (laughs) kneel up and only then do you get to view the inside of this art exhibit. And it's the only way to view what's going on inside this room. Um, so it's, it's, and obviously only so many people, only two people um, theoretically could, could view it at any one time. Oh, wow. But there's, but you have to, I think there's a couple aspects here, just like the windows, you have to put in a, a minimum amount of effort. Perhaps this Meow Wolf exhibit is slightly more effort because you have to crawl a ways. Yeah. And, and a lot of people can't do that. Right. It's, it's actually, you know, it's kind of exclusive, if you mm-hmm. will. Not everybody's able to access this, this interesting art exhibit. But anyway, I was just thinking of that when you mentioned yeah. those windows, which was really fascinating. I mean, all of the, all, all of those are, they're, they're part and parcel of the same thing, right? Elton John right now is, is coming to Colorado and the dude does not, I mean, he's 70, whatever years old. He does not tour any longer, really. Um, and a friend of mine put on Facebook the other day or something maybe it was instagram i don't know but she was like oh i guess seeing elton john is not for me and it was showing like her digital cue at Ticketmaster or whatever it was and she was like your place is number 2148 in line and the tickets are going for like 600 bucks a piece and it's like you're just not going to get them but you sure as hell want them which allows them to really not manipulate the price per se but to get high value out of it because the people that are willing to pay for it really are going to spend that money. Frankly, the retail side of that doesn't have to gouge price gouge or anything like that. It'll just happen. I mean, because if Jordan and Brandon want the same cookie, you better have some sharp elbows. Get that cookie, buddy. (laughs) Dude, I'm getting that cookie. My arms are long. I will drop kick you (laughs) out of the way of that cookie. Um, 
so uh there's we we've got an article here that i'm going to read from forbes um and this is actually from 2017 it's a pretty quick article um and then we're actually going to take a look at 10 different marketing scarcity marketing tactics that people can use and it pertains to digital marketing largely because you digital marketing is so powerful in the way that it can be used you and we'll talk about this with like cart timers and things like that and we'll also talk about studio 54 but before we do that we're going to get over here to this article from forbes this is from by panos good lord that's a lot of syllables and vowels this dude's last name yeah well yeah panos panos mordu more m-o-u-r-d-o-u-k-o-u-t-a-s good lord mordukotas mordukotas sure we'll go with that panos i like this guy so this article is entitled a strategic mistake that still haunts jc penny a strategic mistakes mistake made six years ago at this time so this is 2015 my celebrity ceo ron johnson continues to haunt popular retailer jc penny as evidenced by the ongoing sluggish sales growth and store closings that have made the company smaller a fraction of what it once was meanwhile investors have been bailing out from the company's stock which trades in the middle single digits a long way from the upper 30s where it was trading back in 2012 when all this took place JCPenney's woes began with a change in the retailer's pricing strategy, replacement of its coupon sales with everyday low prices. The old pricing strategy had been popular among retails because it hypes shoppers, making them feel smart and encouraging them to talk with other consumers about it. That's how hype and buzz for merchandise begins and spreads in the shopper community. JCPenney abandoned this strategy after Ron Johnson assumed the leadership of the company, modeling the company's stores after those of Apple. <clears throat> The company eliminated discount coupons, excuse me, coupon discounts, changed the floor merchandise and added boutiques um, and streets to the to the shops. Apparently, JCPenney's strategic mistake came from a misunderstanding of a crucial difference between retail stores and Apple stores. And that's hype. Apple's word of mouth and buzz marketing machine and unique products already hype its customers, right? You don't need to everybody knows jordan you and i were talking about this that the new iphone comes out in september's typically ish and so people get hype for that like it's scarcity you don't it's not here in june and then again in september it's september and that's that um they know what they want they don't need conventional sales promotions to be lured into the stores but retailers like jc don't have a similar marketing machine and its products aren't unique either they're carried by macy's kohl's walmart and target to mention a few <clears throat> excuse me this means that jc customers have yet to be hyped by traditional sales promotions something that ron johnson inhibited by introducing everyday low price and eliminating store coupons clearly mr johnson assumed that a revamped jc with steady prices would attract customer crowds to its stores as is the case with apple but the strategy did not work as evidenced by the company's string of disappointing sales and earnings and sales reports. Um, there are some tables here that we won't get into because it gets a little into the weeds uh, to be explaining on a podcast. Uh, but you can, we'll certainly, uh, Jordan, if we could put this in the show notes, that would be fantastic. So other people can check out those tables. Uh, to be fair, far too many things have changed since 2012 to put the blame on, uh, excuse me, to put the blame for JCPenney's recent woes on a single old strategy. Amazon and other online retailers 
have continued to chip away um, at sales uh, from traditional retailers. Ron Johnson is long gone and the new leaders brought back the old fashioned pricing strategy in some of the old merchandise. Still, the new leaders have failed to bring the hype and the buzz back, offering a valuable lesson to modern marketers. Once the buzz has faded away, it is hard to light it up again. Um, so thoughts, Jordan, I have some thoughts, but you first, sir. Yeah. Immediately several things come to mind and, and I'm sure we're not going to overlap your, uh, Ron Johnson. I immediately recognize that name. I'm a huge, huge Apple fanboy, uh, mm. without a doubt. And, uh, it's my understanding that he came around around the turn of the century to Apple. Uh, and he like maybe around <coughs> 1999, 2000, something like that. And he is largely credited for revamping Apple's retail strategy. Uh, it was around that time um, they were gearing up to launch the first ever iPod, right? And and revamping their stores. And I'm just thinking back and imagining uh, what what worked for them, right? They had very simplistic displays. Everything was very clean. Everything was very high class, very mm -hmm. polished. But you have to remember that Apple is selling, sure, 20 years ago, they weren't just selling Apple things. They had some racks with you know, software and they were selling other people's cameras. Uh, they did have a camera of their own, but they, they were selling a number of different things, sure. Primarily Apple products, Apple ecosystem related things. But compared to the Apple today, they had very few of their own bits of, of hardware um, mm -hmm. like they do now. <clears throat> but my point being, Compared to a J.C. Penney, which, right, my understanding is they they gather a number of retailers inside, and they might also have their own product lines. Correct? You mean uh, a, a gather a number of brands? Yes, they have a number of brands inside right. their four walls. Right. Uh, and the difference is they have thousands, if not tens of thousands, of products that are that are yep. on their shelf. So it's hard to present them in the same way that a smaller footprint. Apple store uh, would, and the products aren't as shiny. It, and, and I don't necessarily mean that literally, but metaphorically. Um, anyway, I think Ron Johnson, in trying to take the success he had <clears throat> at Apple and manifest it into a completely different, I mean, they're both retail, but in many ways, yep. it's a totally, it, this is something you wear. I guess you could argue people were wearing earpods um and, yep. and that that's what but totally different right right you're not wearing the earpods to stay warm during the right. winter <laughs> right right it he, he obviously he he took a yeah he he tried something new and it didn't work out yeah and i think he was <clears throat> kind of to your point so prior to apple he had been at target and so <clears throat> excuse me he really made i think that the apple experience coming out of target i I wonder had had the timeline been reversed if it would have gone that way. Mm. To be quite frank, I think he was biased by his experience at Apple. But the the other thing that if you've ever read the um, oh gosh the guy who were anyway the, the Steve Jobs autobiography or not autobiography but biography um, Walter Walter Isaacson yes Walter Isaacson thank you um, great autobiography and you get into it really I mean look Steve Jobs is no angel uh he's i mean he now literally is but um he, <laughs> he um that was cold i should not have said that but that's okay it's a um, day and you have <clears throat> it is <clears throat> but he 
in his design aesthetic, whether it's very kind of that Isimiyaki look, if you know Isimiyaki, right? Japanese fashion designer, architectural, all these things, furniture, all those things. That sort of very minimalist, very clean industrial look. The, the way that the things that Apple stores are known for, I think that biased him. And he was trying to do this in a place where, look, if you want to go buy a, um, <clears throat> excuse me, a, a button down Oxford from Ralph Lauren, you can go to JCPenney and do that. Or you can go to Macy's and do that. Or you can go, or you can go, or you can, you know, I mean, there are all these different places. Apple, to your point, creates that scarcity. You know, one, they license, even today, so I just got the, about a month ago, the iPhone 14, right? So I was in the store, um, in the Apple store, and picking it up, and I knew, I always get a case, obviously, because I'm not suicidal for my phone. And, you know, when you go and you do that, <clears throat> Apple doesn't allow, but so much licensing of the dimensions of their product. And they, they control that by doing so. I mean, yes, you're going to get people that kind of just find whatever their CAD specs are and just throw it into a program. And that's that. But the things that you really want with like MagSafe charging and all that, you're, they're creating scarcity by saying, we only partner with this. This over here is licensed by Apple. We're going to sell this in the store. Yes, they have, there's much more in terms of hardware. Now we've got AirPods, AirPods Pro, AirPods Max, 2.0s of all those things. <clears throat> Excuse me. And yes, now the camera's built in. I do remember the OG iJet camera, the like, oh, yeah. it's like a, the shotgun mic looking thing over-designed it was beautiful though yeah it was gorgeous it had like the the uh what is it the brushed aluminum with the kind of the swiss cheese barrel on it. it's cool um but all those things i mean that's that's really where a lot of that broke down and you can't do that if you if this store down the street offers the same thing at the same price or even for a couple pennies more but then a few times a year they go, Hey, guess what? If you come in today, you're going to get 20% off. They're going to spank you, dude. Like it's nuts. And I mean, I guess I, I obviously we're kind of playing Monday morning quarterback with it. Right. I mean, we're looking at it at, at this point, you know, seven years hence or, or not or more. Cause this was 2012, 20, 10 years hence. And we're Monday morning quarterback <laughs> plus 10 years. Um, so it's easy to look back in that and judge. I think the problem is, like I said, we bias ourselves to those things because we go, oh, this is such a good idea. And then somebody like Ron Johnson, who deservedly, probably, I, I don't know the guy, I'm sure he's a lovely man, um, had, you know, a, probably a bit of an ego about his successes. Let's let's face facts. <clears throat> um, I don't know anybody like that. He, he probably biased himself in that direction. And so... It, it wasn't helpful. And when you're kind of this wunderkind, right, who's coming over from Target and then Apple, who at JCPenney is going to be like, Ron, hold on a second, buddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not many people, I mean, right? He was given a blank check, right? Yeah. That success. And yeah, exactly. Who's going to throw up roadblocks to yep. this legend? Yeah. Um, so before we get into our list here, there's there's a story I want to tell. And I feel like I keep shaking my camera. Sorry to those of you watching. By the way, we should have said this at the top. I forgot to say this at the top. F- subscribe y'all look hashtag subscribe to the mondo solution that's a hell of a hashtag but just do it anyway <laughs> follow us all those things <clears throat> um so studio 54 are you familiar with studio 54 yeah i am okay. I, I actually went there no I, I, 
Did, <laughs> no, no, like, no, you're not that old. <laughs> so Studio 54 um, for people who may not be familiar, and I'm going to fudge some years, so just bear with me. It was the quintessential disco New York City on West 54th Street between Broadway and 7th, I think, or Broadway and 8th, something like that, 7th and 8th. Anyway, now it's a theater, or it was anyway. Um, and it was a theater prior to that, actually. It was started by Steve Rubell and Ian Schrager. Um, there, there's a Ryan Phillippe kind of fictionalized movie of it. There's several documentaries about it, which are really great. It's, it's actually quite fascinating. They wound up getting taken down, and um, Steve Rubell has since passed away. Ian Schrager is now kind of a hotelier, uh, very custom things i think he works with like marriott bonvoy and kind of their unique one-off experiences so um steve rebel is always the front guy ian schrager was the guy behind the scenes very uh business kind of shy which is odd given what it was i mean this is studio 54 is the place where there was like a moon and a coke spoon over top of the main dance floor like this is pure disco decadence like late 70s early 80s you know prior to that i mean that was way too techno it was like rick james and all this stuff they had a song Who, whoever sang the song white lines literally about cocaine and they're all just they would pump amyl nitrate into the air conditioning ducts and then crank up the to the tempo of the music and people just wild anyway what they would do i forget what the capacity was inside this the club let's say it's let's say it's a thousand people i don't know what it is let's just throw a random number out there um so the way to get into this club and which was frequented not just by fabulous people like jordan and brandon but it was like liza minnelli and michael jackson and mick jagger and bianca jagger and naomi what's her what's her face uh i was gonna say watts that's not it no not that one. it's a, oh iman that's who i'm thinking of david bowie like all these crazy famous people go in and they would have theme nights and all this stuff well every now and then you and steve rebel would put this is where the velvet rope came from they would put this velvet rope out front and mark their door guy was a he was famous in his own right mark something or other i forget off the top of my head anyway they would be like steve would come to mark and say we're only letting in 10 people tonight whatever it is and <laughs> everybody else you're talking about february for instance in new york city there would be people sitting out standing on west 54th street they would have to shut down the street literally getting frostbite on their nipples because you couldn't wear a coat because then you weren't fabulous and you would not be let in dead serious they're like 10 20 people inside that's where you cut the door off for the night they would leave <laughs> thousands of people standing in the street and guess what you would think they'd be like screw you you're being a jerk they were right back there the next night hoping to get in he would put like famous people outside and be like not tonight liza i mean come on that's some <laughs> balls right yeah Cajones, but he was right but there. he was creating scarcity that's what the velvet rope created yes you can come in are you on the list are you with brandon because then you're definitely not on the list <laughs> get the hell out of here but that's i mean it's all it's all the same thing it's creating urgency creating scarcity right it's how you're going to really truly drive people to be like oh man i can't wait to get this thing um i mean we do that right there's there's a part of that that's in sales so if i'm sitting down i we had a proposal i had a proposal with somebody yesterday um and i won't get into the specifics of what they need but part of what they need 
if they want to do this larger digital marketing piece, their current website is built on a platform that we will not support. It's, it's not an acceptable platform for good SEO work. Um, let's just say it's Weebly. It's not, but let's just say it's Weebly. No one's going to use Weebly. It will never rank in terms of SEO. Maybe if it's there for like a decade, but you're not going to pay us for a decade's worth of SEO to maybe get a result in 10 years. It just doesn't work. That's stupid. So, um, I said, you have to change this website, right? You, we have to go to something like Webflow or WordPress or Python or whatever it is. And so, he, I said, what we're going to do though is <clears throat> to incentivize you to do that, we're going to kind of knock down the price of the website because if we're going to do SEO and while we don't need to do a contract around that, we really need to be able to do that for a minimal amount of time. And I forget what the time frame it was. Let's say it's six months. I said, so we're going to do this. You have to do this. You're going to, but, but you need the website in order to do this. So to give you that incentive, if we can get this done in the next couple of weeks or whatever the time frame is, again, I'm trying to be kind of vague because I don't want to give away the client. Um, if you can do this in the next week or so, uh, and I put a timestamp on it, then the website will be this minus 20%, something like that, whatever. So we're trying to drive that urgency. This is the time frame you need to do this thing in or you miss out. You know, there's also that you ever heard about that marshmallow <clears throat> experiment with kids? Uh, is it kind of the you can have one now, but yep. if you delay, you can have like five later. Yeah, I mean, it's something and like it's that. sort of it's it's kind of creating scarcity but the fact of the matter is in that case they're putting something that's wildly tempting right in your face in addition to if you just cool your jets you can have two so it's all the same thing <clears throat> excuse me so you know what's funny this is such a sidebar thing i did not mention to you before but the hope this is something that i really love the <clears throat> imagery of this that and guy pardon me for clearing my throat so much good lord i went for a run earlier I'm all flummy. It's cold outside. It's a whole thing. That was gross. <laughs> Earmuffs, kids. So, um, hope and fear are the same exact emotion. And they both play into the scarcity thing, right? So, hope and fear are both looking forward. Hope is looking forward in a, a positive direction, like looking forward eagerly toward something and hope being hopeful. That's why it's called hope. Fear is looking forward with dread. They're the same exact emotion. They just kind of approach it from a different angle and scarcity plays into both of those things. Right. So, um, all right, cool. I digress on my philosophical, philosophical, philosophical soapbox. <laughs> How many syllables there? <laughs> 83. <laughs> so, uh, Jordan, why don't you kick us off on this list, buddy? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let me pull that back over here. All right. So here we're looking at essentially 10 scarcity marketing tactics that are commonly employed. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously the goal is always to increase sales, right? Yep. So number one on the list, watch out. Products almost out of stock. <laughs> no, Brandon, I know you've been trying to get those earmuffs for a long time. Oh, my ears the, uh, are so cold. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you got to work on it, right? So it's, uh, I mean, I was thinking of this while you were mentioning Studio 54. Mm. Um, it, it, it's so true. I was thinking about human nature just as a, a quick tangent. I was thinking, okay, right. 
and this is going back a little bit, but we're thinking about JCPenney and we're thinking, okay, we're going to go to a simple, always low prices scheme instead of offering discount coupons. Mm -hmm. Uh, But there's something in human nature that even though we know, oh, these people are always giving out coupons. It's like Bed Bath & Beyond, right? There's always 20% off and it's great. You know, you can, people were sneaking in, like getting those Roomba $1,200 vacuums for like $800, even though it's technically not on the list. But the, the reality is, even though we know better, we... We still want to have the perception that we're getting something for less than what they, whoever they are, the man, that. <laughs> yes, the man, the woman, wh- the whoa man. <laughs> anyway, that was a, that was a quick tangent, but of course, of course I'm not wrong. You know, I'm not wrong. I know you're, you're a hundred percent on man. Um, and I'll tell you one of the, so some of the people that I have worked, a lot of the people I've worked with in the past that I really like to work with because they're need industries are um, trades, right? So your roofers, HVAC, plumbers, electricians, what have you. And here's the thing there. So they don't have a product that's almost out of stock necessarily. I will say that, you know, with supply chains being what they are or were over the last couple of years, there are some things that indeed get out of stock. But at the same time, it's not like a, Oh, if this t-shirt sells out, that's it. You know, in those cases, the same thing works, but it's relative to their capacity, the the service provider's capacity to take on business. Hey, listen, Jordan, we can come and fix your furnace right now, but we've only got three guys and they're all booked up. So you need to get on our books. And in that case, it's a very real kind of like supply and demand problem. It's not that somebody's lying to you and saying, we've only got three people. It, it actually happens. <clears throat> and so <clears throat> when there are businesses who are marketing themselves that don't have that, that sort of scarcity doesn't just lie in a product, right? Because at the end of the day, your repair capacity, it's kind of infinite. I mean, it's, it's infinite to the degree that you've got, you know, 10 people working 40 hours a week. So you've got 400 hours of man hours, right? Or whatever you subtract, let's say 10% of that for travel time or whatever it is, you know, so there is scarcity based in time, but it's not a product per se. So that's another way to look at that. I think. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Exactly. Just to rehash that. Yep. If it's a service that you're providing, it really doesn't behoove you to create artificial scarcity because I mean, maybe, maybe to a point, maybe there's some leeway there, but if it's a, if it's an e-commerce product, whatever, it's a product that you can buy that you can mass produce and crank out and you're really going for volume, Mm -hmm. adding scarcity there makes sense because if there's higher demand, you can, even if you raise the price of your shirt by $1, you scale that up with a million shirts Yep. Uh, and that's, I mean, that's, that's a huge increase, right? Yeah. But I, I think you're hundred percent right though, man. Like the, the, there is a tipping point with the inverse of that. Like you just said, if you, if somebody comes to you and goes, Jordan, I, I really need you to fix my furnace or whatever stupid example, but you go, I need you to fix my furnace. You go, I'm so busy. And they come back the next day and you go, I'm so busy. And you're really actually busy at some point. They're going to be like, screw that guy. Like he, he's so busy. He doesn't have time for me. And it flips very quickly from going, I can't get on his schedule to, he doesn't have time for me, which is a much more negative emotion. And then, yeah. And they'll never call you again. It doesn't matter. Right. 
it's an, mm-hmm. it's an interesting I, I'd, I'd be very curious to see from a psychological if there's a quantitative or uh, quantifiable rather way to say where that is on average obviously people have different tolerances for stuff like that like i i one time took 18 months to close <laughs> close a deal or i was told by this narcissist that i used to work with uh who was like don't call that person anymore i was like okay and then i closed it at like a thirty thousand dollar deal more than once so whatever um my tolerance for that is based on my value of my time and how much time i'm actually quote unquote wasting in getting that person across the board so yeah i i think it's it's a balancing act sometimes especially when it goes from marketing and then begins to start to tip towards sales especially by the way if you've aggressively marketed digitally print billboard whatever it doesn't matter if you aggressively market and then people show up all excited and you're like sorry you gotta go away now that would piss me <laughs> off <laughs> just saying and there are countless examples of that, right? <clears throat> yes. Where a company is, uh, it reminds me of maybe Popeye's chicken sandwich. Mm. Right? The, I think it was Popeye's, right? The demand yeah. was so great and the supply was so low yep. um, that it, yeah, it turns a lot of people off. And it does. And then they go to McDonald's or wherever, right? McDonald's, Chick-fil-A, bro. What are you doing? McDonald's. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> whoa, I, sorry, I thought it was Sunday. Oh, <laughs> That's right. closed. It's Thursday. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> all right so i guess we should hit this list yes let's do it so the next thing next thing's kind of similar um if you've got it so if you've got an e-commerce product right put a card timer on it you know if you do this uh, and you see these people look there's there's a right way and we won't get into the design aesthetics of how these things work but you can use cart i'm going to read from this you can use cart timers to reserve a customer's cart for a certain amount of time before someone else can buy the items in it Um, this obviously works if you've got again kind of an inventory management tool that's operating these things this is especially useful for limited or low stock products because customers have to make a decision about whether they want to purchase item quickly instead of holding it in their cart and waiting with this technique you may add a real-time cart timer on your company's website and send customers an email when their cart is about to expire to motivate them to complete their purchase um yes so cart timers can work in multiple different ways i've seen it where you put something in your cart especially when they're it, it there's not as much scarcity from the product side but you go oh i want this you put it in your cart and then they it's not going to expire they just send you a note and they're like oh we noticed this in here by the way here's a coupon you're like gotcha so Mm -hmm. look you didn't get them they're still making margin they don't care but you feel to your point you feel like you're getting something so cart timers again that's pretty plainly obvious it's you could make a we we had a reservation in a restaurant recently um it's not a high-end restaurant or anything like that but it was like we did this online reservation thing and it's like make a reservation online and then show up within 15 minutes or we're going to give it away it's as simple as that and in their case they have a very real limit right it's like they're either tables or there aren't so yeah, yeah. and i'm th- i think of two <clears throat> examples that jump to mind one where profit is definitely in the equation and two where it's most certainly well i should say on the surface it's not part of the equation one ticket sales right mm-hmm. when whenever you go to buy a ticket from Ticketmaster or wherever you get your fine tickets, it always says, you know, you have five minutes to complete this yep. purchase. And, and so it's less of the reminding you, hey, it's been 30 minutes or whatever. It's been 12 hours, 24 hours. Uh, it's it's in your face. And if you don't buy, 
you're not going to get those tickets. They go back in the pool and there's no guarantee. There's definitely, there's definitely a money angle there. And of course there's Mm -hmm. also right below that, uh, a lot of fine prints and in part of the fine print, there's the upsell of, uh, of like a reimbursement, right? Mm. Like if you're not able to make the concert for whatever reason, <clears throat> COVID, if you're traveling and your flight gets delayed, you can get your money back, but you have to pay like $50 yeah. uh, to have, to have the pleasure. So there's definitely a money profit angle there. The one where I was thinking, uh, there isn't is so I, there's a local golf course, uh, near me that's public and it has the same thing. And it, it, in fact, when you go to make a reservation, you only get 60 seconds to wow. confirm that choice. And there's no money. There's no money exchanging hands. Yes. Of course, when you go to play the nine or 18 holes, you have to pay then and there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but at that moment, there's no, there's no money stick or carrots or anything like that. Right. It's, it's just, it's just, you have 60 seconds if you want this tea time. Wow. Uh, and, and I, it, I mean, I think for them, it, in this case, it's less of a, Oh, there's obviously no, there's no upsell <laughs> for, yeah. for them. It's just, it's for them. It's almost just in, entirely logical. We, yep. we, we just don't want you to hang on to this in case somebody else really does want to golf at six twenty two AM. Right. A hundred percent. I mean, cause again, it's, it's for a golf course. It's just logistics. We can have, we have this many time slots whether it's nine or 18, we have this many spots. It's the same thing as a restaurant, right? Either you want to do it or you don't. And again, especially if there's no money <clears throat> changing hands in that moment, I mean, who really cares? But at the end of the day, if you've promised, they're probably counting on you've promised some buddies or some, you know, potential clients or work coworkers or something like that. Hey, we're going to go play this thing. You have to make that happen because people are relying on you to do it because it's typically one person, right? So yeah, I mean, it's a it's key key scarcity marketing all right you're up next all right next one early access discounts Uh, and i'm just reading here usually uh time sensitive price reductions on pre-orders of products or special promotions for loyal customers to get an item before everyone else uh right so there's this aspect of of motivating you to buy even though you would even though for the right target they would buy that uh, you know and i think pre-orders i'm thinking video games i'm thinking you can pre-order the iphone mm-hmm. right when you pre-order you well in the case of the video game it's just limited by uh like the bandwidth of your internet it's not right. it's not like they're shipping it to your house it's not like it's going to run out uh with the iphone yeah most most cases if you if you don't order if you don't pre-order at exactly 5.01 a.m. or 6.01 a.m., depending on your time zone, and, and, you, and you don't compl- complete the purchase process within like seven minutes, you're not mm-hmm. going to get it on launch day. No. Right? I'm, yeah, sure. You'll get it like oh, two weeks later, right? I mean, trust me, I'm the guy that almost always gets the new thing, the yeah. new iPhone every year. So I, I've played this game many times in my life. Yep. Um, but, but, but to the point, right? Apple's not providing early access discounts. Um, but for video games, they they might. They say, okay, you pre-order NBA 2K24, and mm-hmm. you're going to get LeBron James wearing a, a fancy hat, and you're going to get like a basketball that's green in the game, yeah. right? Yeah. You're going to get these pre-access items that nobody else will ever be able to get, um, even if they paid a million dollars after the fact. They'd have to buy somebody else's video game 
email login just to, yeah. to play as them to get those limits. You know, it's artificially limited access to, to these goods in that case. Um, but it, yeah, there's a discount angle, I guess. Yeah. And, and I mean, it, it also helps with projection, right? Like a lot of the companies. So one of the things in, in the, that segment there that of the blurb you're reading, it talks about this is a good way to pre-sell and to really say, look, it, we can get out in front. We can base these around pre-orders using email lists and so on and so forth. So like, for instance, even if you're a trade, you know, there are people that will go into like, if you're heating and air, so I, you know, it is October 27th as we record this <clears throat> 2022. And, uh, today was the first snow down in the front range. And what's interesting about that is that there are a lot of people that are just now cranking up their furnaces for the first time. So if it were a month ago, you could theoretically, if you're from a, a marketer or a marketer within a heating and air company, <clears throat> you can write an email and say, hey, customers on my mailing list that is obviously and clearly segmented to get most impact. Hey, listen, you're about to fire your furnace up by the end of October. Has it been inspected? Are you sure the coil isn't cracked? All of those things. Pardon me, I'm going to cough. <coughs> dying. I'm dying over here. So, I mean, that's a really good way to kind of use those early access discounts. Fun fact, though, do you remember <clears throat> when the first iPhone came out? Of and, course. And it backfired. It didn't backfire, and it, it, it frankly has nothing to do with this point, but where they charge too much. Yeah, they dropped the price, like $200 or something. Yeah, because it was like, oh, our margin is 8,000%. Everybody's like, what the <laughs> hell? <laughs> I mean, yeah. they were offering a product that uh, there really is no analogy um, no. at that time. The, the, There's nothing comparable. They didn't need to drop that <clears throat> price, but it was a different Apple in 2007. It yeah, was, uh, yeah. And then they needed, and then they, they needed this to be big. Right, and then they were also f kind of figuring out if you know who Justine is, Eric is, or I, Justine, and then shortly thereafter, <clears throat> Apple, because AT&T was the first phone company to you know carry the iPhone. Singular, singular. Did they really? And singular was purchased by ah. uh, AT&T. Well, so her AT&T bill, she was famous for it because it came and it itemized every single text message, and it was like 120 <laughs> pages, the bill. It was like a book. I didn't realize that, she was like around that long ago. Yeah, that's Producing kind of content. what, that's one of the things that made her famous. I mean, uh, you know, she's a, an attractive girl here yeah. and she's kind of a tech nerd. It's kind of a best of both worlds. So. <laughs> yeah, love it. <clears throat> okay. Limited time bonus items. Now, so I'm wearing a hat right now for on it o-n-n-i-t this is not a paid sponsorship <laughs> just fyi so on it uh is a company joe rogan is part of it um to whatever capacity and they make a lot of supplements vitamins things like that i use their mct oil in my coffee in the morning um and then i also use their multivitamin called total human the reason that i bring that up is because when i'm buying my multivitamins and i typically typically buy like 60 days or two 30 day packages because it's like a day and a night thing you know um <clears throat> there they go hey listen if you buy this right now you're gonna get uh, this hat was one of the things like i i don't need an on it hat i'm certainly not going to pay 20 dollars for an on it hat i really don't care it's a good looking hat but they 
they go, hey, if you buy this now, you're going to get this hat. Oh, and also this um, sample of Alpha Brain or something, whatever. So that's that's one of those things. You you can use that sort of thing. That's Again, I'll go back to the, the previous point. I started to say this and then stopped. If you're sending out this email list, you can go, hey, listen, if you call before the middle, before October 15th to get your furnace inspected, we will take 20% off that. Here's what that costs, fixed price of 150 bucks or whatever. If you do this now, we'll take 300 bucks or 30 bucks off at 20%, right? Um, <clears throat> that's a way to do that. In this case, it's the, oh, you get this hat. I don't really care. Like, I'm not going to go in, sh- I'm not shopping in, in terms of like browsing the Onnit store. I'm going to go in, I'm going to buy these things. And to me, I just get the hat to have a hat i mean whatever but having those add-on items oh if you get this now we'll also send you this those are great ways to do it in the the case of a phone hey listen if you get this phone now we'll also send you screen protector glass which costs them nothing it's all made in china whatever so (laughs) oh no the screen protector is one thing there's there's no my point is with the hat Somebody can see that. They see the logo. It can start yes. a conversation. Good it can point. lead to sales. Free marketing. Right? Yeah. And you got a hat, right? But they really don't. They don't care that you got a hat to cover yep. your beautiful hair. They yep. care that you're projecting um, their brand, right? Yeah. It's a loss leader for them. They don't. It's, it's yeah, exactly. A hundred percent. I'm with you. All right. You're up next. Go for it, sir. All right. Next day or same day delivery countdown. So, Some online retailers offer next day or same day deliveries for products as long as you order it before a certain time. We all probably know this from our Amazon experiences. Uh, If you're not familiar with Amazon, it's a local bookshop that has an online (laughs) presence. Right. Of course not. It's it's in every aspect of your life. Uh, If you don't use Amazon... Please, please, uh, please add a comment. Please send us a link, a line. I would love to talk with you. I'm curious. curious I've got affiliate links for days. It's all good. (laughs) (laughs) But it makes sense, right? I know Mm -hmm. countless times I've been on Amazon. Um, I I actually can't even think of another vendor that I use that has these types of countdowns. Can you? Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, some of them, uh, you know, again, here's the thing. I have found myself, this is kind of a separate conversation, but purposefully, if I'm going to buy, so I've got a water, my pint glass I'm drinking water out of right here, right? So if I'm going to buy a case of pint glass, in this case, I'm not like a bar, but if I need some new pint glasses, I can go, (laughs) there's so many pint glasses over here, there's (laughs) glass everywhere. Um, If I need a pint glass, I can go and get a case of those on Amazon for probably pretty cheap. But I've started, and this is a Brandon thing, right? This isn't, and and certainly not advice, but like I've started saying to myself, self, I'm just kidding. I started shopping (laughs) very clearly with what might be not necessarily a local retailer, but a smaller company that is not Amazon. And it used to be that, for instance, on it, I mean, so I could get their, um, mct oil i could get that from amazon then i think amazon stopped carrying it for whatever reason it was the same price but i was like well look and listen on it is no mom and pop right i mean they're pretty big but i would go to their store i would because then i know that i am handing them them directly more money they are not having to then sell it at a discount to amazon who's taking a profit even though it's probably minuscule Amazon, you know, is volume-based business, but like 
I don't, I, I, I find myself doing that more. And so <clears throat> it does play into some of those shipping things. But again, I mentioned this earlier. It, it It's sort of a countdown, but it's kind of like, then you get an email that's like, hey, if you order this now, we'll provide free shipping. And then I, I don't know, like I order from REI, uh, not a ton, but like a bit. Uh, REI, I just have their co-op membership and I get free shipping anyway. Mm-hmm. So there are things like that where they, I, there's a, actually a good point to that too. They're incentivizing the people to join the REI co-op. If you live in Colorado and you spend any time outside, you're probably going to use REI more than once a month, probably <clears throat> on average, of course, of across a year. So they go, well, listen, if you pay this membership, it's 25 bucks or whatever it costs to join the co-op and you get these points back and you get free shipping on online orders and, and, and you get free ski waxing and whatever, all these things that you can get. They're creating a scarcity, but in a different way, the same scarcity, right? Kind of the same day shipping and all that stuff, but they're, they're proactively incentivizing that. So it's scarcity on the front end by way of going, if you don't get these things, fine, but then you're going to pay shipping. You're going to pay this. You're going to pay this. You're going to pay every time you come wax your skis, it's going to cost you 20 bucks or you pay 25 bucks once and it's all free. So it's a, it's kind of the inverse of that, I think. So, yeah, I don't know retailers and i was going to say as you were reading that uh amazon with prime to a large degree has ruined quite a bit of that shade thrown jeff (laughs) (laughs) you know i just have to say just a couple things if you don't mind please i just wanted to mention first of all it always cracks me up when i'm on Amazon and I go to buy something, not thinking about, oh, it's whatever, it's 7 p.m. And if I make it at 6.59, I'll get whatever next day. I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm usually not going for that purpose, but it always cracks me up when I go to buy something and it says, if you order in the next 23 hours, 59 minutes, you can get next day shipping. And I'm like, <laughs> so like yeah. I just missed it, but I'm like, I also don't want to see it anymore. <laughs> um, and, <clears throat> and I just want to give a shout out to the retailers that there's always a gamble for this free shipping for non Amazon retailers. But I've seen mm. somewhere it's like, ah, if you just add, you have a $25 <laughs> item in your cart and they're, and they're like, Oh, just add a $75 item and you'll get free shipping. So it's a hundred dollar minimum. Um, I, I'm not particularly specifying one retailer, but there sure. are some that kind of have exorbitantly and perhaps not aligned with how I perceive them as a brand. Yep. reasonable minimum shipping prices but that's that's tangential yeah yeah I, but i'm with you i mean it it's very interesting how they calculate those things that i i would again love to see kind of data that says which of those things moves the needle more like is it being proactive before when you show up to jordanmcdonald.com and you're buying widgets or pint glasses from jordan mcdonald if it says hey listen before you click add to cart one time if you spend a hundred dollars say you get free shipping you know or there's almost it's not a bait and switch there's a i forget what the word is for it, but like it's like you get there you got 83 dollars in your cart and they go hey you know there's 17 bucks you got some free shipping for you and you but you then you don't know if it's genuine they could just be throwing that in there you know of course probably not but it, i think it's also- probably illegal <laughs> If you go to jordanmcdonald.com, it's not me. It's like some ripped female bodybuilder Olympian. So wow. if you go there looking for, for this facade, you're not going to find it and you're going to be very confused. 
I do so own Jordan confused. W. McDonald. <laughs> Jordan W. McDonald. You can get your pint glasses me. there, everybody. <laughs> yeah, and pens. Don't forget, ballpoint and uh, needle nose. That's not a pen type. Needle nose pen. <laughs> definitely not. I love it. Okay. Um, okay. Special edition products. Now, you talked about this earlier. Let me read this thing first, and then we'll kind of get into it. Another scarcity tactic that may work for your company is selling special edition or exclusive products, which create instant value because of their low supply and high demand. You may also consider collaborating with other companies and popular public figures to make exclusive items that appeal to multiple audiences to broaden your potential customer base. To use special edition products to your advantage, try to create excitement about the launch of the items in advance to ensure as many people as possible know about these products when they're available. So you talked about this with regard to NBA 2K24 or whatever, right? I mean, that's certainly one way to do it. I like... I, I, see, I don't place value in video games. No, I just don't. I don't care. Like, I I have an Xbox. I just don't care. I, it's not something that moves the needle for me. Um, that said, there are certainly times when I look at collabs, right? So collaboration. So Cole Haan. Are you familiar with Cole Haan shoes? Yes, I, I own some. Okay. So Cole Haan, they, several years ago, they partnered up with Nike. They were using Nike's lunar lawn foam to lie, to launch the lunar glide or the lunar zero grand, the lunar grand brand and line of Cole Haan shoes. Um, they're really cool looking. I have a pair that's, that are black wingtips with like this bright pink sole. It's awesome. And I like them cause I like those bold colors. Um, but on top of that, now they've got a couple of collabs right so they've got this one that's like this very cool suede wingtip and frankly right the second i have more than my fair share of wingtips i'm over it a little bit but so anyway and it's got like this baby blue sole that's very very cool looking yeah it's really sweet um and it's a it's a collab with somebody i can't remember a slate something anyway it's on their website um throw an affiliate link in there thank you very much (laughs) but it's a collab and it and it's truly they go look we made this many of this thing simple as that i mean we're not we're not trying to do these things whatever it is this is a special edition product we worked with this guy so when you do those things from a marketing perspective even if it's your your heating and air guy let's i keep going back to this because it's more realistic people listening to us are probably not your fortune i mean they may be your fortune 500 what's up guys hire us please thank you um but but they probably are more of those smbs that really need kind of this advice or other marketers what have you if that heating jordan's heating and air goes hey listen if you do this right now um then also we've partnered up with god i don't know uh this roofing company brandon's roofing who's going to make sure that all your uh soffits are venting well so that your uh air conditioning and heating are working properly right whatever that sort of thing is that collaboration and then what happens is both of those companies are going to market that because so you you're kind of doubling down on your your bang for your buck because it behooves both of them because at the end of the day even if one is free that trust me it ain't free right it's built into the cost somewhere but then you get kind of double the bang for your buck because you you can access both their audience lists if it's like an email list or something like that so i really like that you know in the way of <clears throat> you use lebron james with a funny hat and a green basketball <clears throat> um 
that's a great way for he's going to talk about that uh you know microsoft you know xbox they're going to talk about that all these people different people are going to talk about these things um and it's kind of a rising tide lifts all boats i think you know absolutely and as you're speaking i was thinking as apple fanboy Yep. Uh, and I think I guess we share this accolade, but uh, I'm going to own it for right now. Do it to uh, it. I was thinking the perfect collab or collab, however you prefer to say it. Um, Apple, Apple and Nike. So with the first Apple Watch in 2015, they didn't they didn't do this. But as soon as the Series Two dropped a year later, they had a Nike version of that Apple Watch, and they. That was the only way you could get specific Nike branded like bands on your watch. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I think that this might be a Nike band. And mm-hmm. not only that, they had uh, special limited watch faces. And even though this is just a software feature that could easily be added to any watch, if it was Nike or not, it was artificially restricted to if you bought that Nike that Nike watch and the price wasn't any different. The, right. The, the, the price was the same. You could buy the other bands for the normal Apple watch with it. And you could get all the faces that were with the normal Apple watch for the same price. Um, but if you, if you liked it, that was an option. And there actually were some pretty amazing colorways that came out of that collaboration. So, uh, right. It, the rising tide lifts all boats, same situation. Nike could brand it, uh, in their advertisements and vice versa. Right. So do you know that it was, wasn't, go ahead. Was, sorry. No, no, that, that wasn't their first collab. Did you know that? <clears throat> uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I know I actually owned a product from them years earlier where there was a running, like a running Foot pod thing, that, thing. Yeah. Yeah. You could put it in like the top of your shoe and attach it. That would track your pace. Yeah. Or in the midsole, you could put it under yeah. the sock liner. They had like a little pocket in there and it would sync up to your iPod shuffle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, I owned that. I used it. I'm not. You're the. You're the gearist. Yeah, yeah. I um, own that too. I had it before Gears was around. It was like I had the Nike Air Zoomore, and it was a. It was a Nike Apple in this little thing. It was called like a foot pod or something, and it was a Nike Apple collab. It got people on the Nike um, <clears throat> Run Club app. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is old school, like iPod old school. Got them on the Nike. It was like 2005. Yeah, something like that. And then it got them on that app, which was then available in the app store. So it was, again, this kind of rising tide lifting all boats. That app was really amazing, I have to say. I mean, I've probably run a total of seven times in my adult life. Um, so I'm, I'm, not, I'm not on par with you. But I remember the, my favorite feature of that was it, it had like it had a guided session. It, mm-hmm. This was like way ahead of its time. It, yep. it knew your pace. It, it had music, and in between the music, it would say, "Oh, your pace is this," and you know, pick it up or slow it down or had get a power ready song. For the next segment. Yes, power, yes power the song. power song. Yeah. Yes. Oh man. Oh, that was great. I think mine was U two or something. I, it's I like limp biscuits break stuff, and you're like, <laughs> "Here we go." <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> uh is it a good memory it's you good memory it's you. it's you yes Thank you. all right so <laughs> do it um dropping on down i think we're on number seven right yes sir platform exclusive deals so reading here 
platform exclusive deals refer to deals that customers can get only through certain platforms like discounts for purchases through an app or sales available only on a website. Instead of limiting the amount of products available for people to buy, these deals focus on how long a discount lasts and how customers can access that discount. Um, you, you, when I see platform, uh, when I think think of platform, I think of iOS or Android yep. or their website as opposed to it, like Nike's website as opposed to buying it through Amazon. That same yes. product. I, yeah. I don't have any perfect example of this. Um, maybe you do. Um, I mean, sort of. There, there are good advantages to that. I mean, you know, when you buy... Uh, I, I, I'm trying to... I'm struggling to think of a very specific example right now. But you know, again, it allows you to kind of create scarcity on two fronts. One, if you get this through us, you get automatic warranty coverage, whatever it is. Now we, we've been talking about Apple quite a bit, but in, in they're a good example, right? You, you buy a new iPhone, no matter where you buy it, they are providing that Apple care for the initial period. I think it's like 30 or 60 days or something. And then you have to buy it after that. Um, <clears throat> there's certainly, there are certainly uh, reasons to do that. So I have this this thing um, that I got on Amazon recently. It's a um, it's for your kitchen sink. This has nothing to do with anything, but I'll just tell you about it. It's for your kitchen sink, and it's for your sponge. You put soap in this thing, and it kind of goes into this reservoir, and then your sponge goes on top of it. And there's like a screen top, so it dries the sponge out nicely, doesn't get all stinky and mildewy. But then to get more soap, you press down on it and it squirts soap up into the sponge and it's really cool nice. it's made by oxo it's not particularly expensive like 20 bucks or something like that but it broke it felt it pissed me off i'm still pissed <laughs> off about it because i have i have not called them yet the, so it's cool looking because it's like a clear reservoir and it's got like a stainless you know brushed nickel top looking thing and it fell from the side of the sink into the sink which is what it, it's not very far and it cra- I was like, dude, you got to be shitting me. Pardon me. So, but I go on Amazon. I'm like, hey, I don't, I don't want to, I just want to, ex- I just want a new one. Like, I like the product a ton. I'm super disappointed in the quality, but, um, and, and frankly, the quality of the material, it's good. I really like the product. I go to Amazon. They're like, oh, you have to take this up with OXO. And OXO's like, oh, you have to take this up with Amazon. I'm like, bro, mm-hmm. what are you guys doing? So you're stuck in, in that kid's land. Yeah, so had I purchased it for now, but granted, I don't, who's going to OXO or OX or whatever it is to buy stuff like that? I'm no one shops at their website. I'm sure you can, but I certainly not. You go, you buy it. That's like a you go down that one aisle in the grocery store. It's baking goods, also cookie sheets, and you're like, oh sweet, I need, I want to make some cookies. I need <laughs> sheets for them. So it, it puts you in this no man's land. No one's promoting the fact that, hey, how'd you purchase this through us? But it's the same thing. I mean, I, again, I think it's kind of, there's an inverse to this if you use our platform. Because think about it. We use that same incentive and that scarcity. If you use our platform, which let's take that two steps further, what does that mean? That means you gave them your email address, which means you're in their marketing cycle. This is all the time. I go to Home Depot. They're like, hey, uh, do you want a digital receipt? It's good for the environment, you guys. And I'm like, no, I'll just take a printed one because I know as soon as I say okay, I'm gonna get a seven billion emails from Home Depot. So <laughs> <clears throat> that's that's one good way to do it, I guess. <laughs> so yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I, I have had many instances where if you buy from the manufacturer from the first vendor, mm-hmm. your support experience is going to be 
significantly yeah. better compared to in some cases non-existent or no yeah. man's land and that's and maybe no man's land is okay more acceptable for a $20 sure. product but for a, like a $2,000 product it's, it's oh. super unacceptable oh yeah 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 um, should okay take, should we take one more of these uh yeah well let's so we've already so no, the next one i think we could probably skip to be honest with you because we've talked about it so much purchase yeah. timers or countdowns it's like it, number two yeah yeah exactly so purchase timers or countdowns put those in even when you're talking to somebody but it make it i would say that my kind of uh, I'll, I'll say one bit of advice about that is that if you're going to do that make it very much about the scarcity of what you've got like work it into the conversation because if it's obvious that you're going but if you don't purchase now then you don't get this if you don't purchase now because we don't have the inventory or the bandwidth or whatever it is otherwise the mark from a marketing messaging side it's going to come off as disingenuous and you're going to lose that customer anyway um <clears throat> seasonal products so it's right now four days from halloween Pumpkin um, spice latte baby psls the mcrib <laughs> these are, these <laughs> is are this the time season. of the year the mcrib comes back i don't know i saw a thing on reddit <laughs> <laughs> they're like look at this disgusting thing but it's shaped like ribs <clears throat> <laughs> but psls are a great example and when they go away you're all pissed off you're like what did you do to my psl <laughs> pumpkin spice lattes for those uninitiated and <clears throat> i think that you're taking advantage in that case not only of scarcity but <clears throat> why does psl matter why is that drink there and, th and this is like where my brain goes from a marketing standpoint so many people stick in the sales thing and that's fine do that um but take your marketing expertise one step further and when you think about a pumpkin spice latte why does that matter it's because it's colder people have just started in most well not most but many climates in the united states started to transition to more cold weather and so they're going away from their iced matcha thing to a pumpkin <laughs> spice latte over here right <clears throat> and they're switching the way that they drink they want more cozy things it gets people into from a psychological standpoint if you don't think that olfactory and taste-based emotion is a thing trust me it gets you into the sense you go oh this is so cozy i can't wait to sit around the fire with my family at thanksgiving or christmas or hanukkah or whatever it is ramahana kwanzaa i can't wait to do all these things <laughs> and sit with my family and buy them gifts and a pumpkin spice latte for many people in terms of that psychological kind of yes ladder that's where a lot of that begins you know so the seasonal thing is kind of a no-brainer it's only one time a year too absolutely even if you don't have some even if you can't just add pumpkin spice to to your yes. skylights like <laughs> even though it might not work there is something there's some angle bro i have pumpkin spice soap in my shower right now dead serious i don't think you're joking <laughs> i'm not joking at all it's by a company called duke cannon um who i really like by the way again not sponsoring us or you anything you drop a lot of products unless you guys really want to sponsor us we are open <laughs> <laughs> so, but duke cannon they donate a portion of all proceeds to veterans causes and my wife is a veteran um i have a lot of family members that are veterans so that's important to me um but in addition to that their marketing is pretty irreverent they do like they've got like all their soap is called like a big ass brick of soap 
so this is like a big ass brick of of uh pumpkin spice soap <laughs> and it <laughs> smells it like cool when it's new is it like, it's a big ass brick of, it's like a big ass brick of soap i mean but like, is it just a solid color or do you see like floating no no it's just a solid color suspended particles okay no it's just solid like kind of that orangey brown you know <laughs> pumpkin spice latte <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like bathing in coffee <laughs> yeah yummy <laughs> and and by the way beer too i'll tell you man there's a beer uh upslope brewery is it brew <laughs> if you guys at upslope want to sponsor us as well <laughs> we really need a pr team on this <laughs> um upslope brewery they put out their <clears throat> christmas brew and i know people have very strong emotions about mm-hmm. that i actually really like it um they have special edition can it's kind of got this candy cane look to it. it's really dope um great beer and it's very limited and now they're a very local craft brewery that makes amazing beer um but it's the same thing you know it's got kind of like cinnamon and cardamom and all the other mums and all this stuff so it's <laughs> a good alternative and jordan why don't you take the last one there sir? yes i was trying to think of there's this whiskey or bourbon something in that vein it's like rip van winkle or something like happy van winkle happy yes yes i knew i was close yeah so expensive bro absolutely especially that limited edition limited time seasonal it's like um, two grand a bottle i mean yeah, <laughs> yeah but you're buying so it's it's okay no, right? am i it's not aware of this we're gonna need those sponsorships then <laughs> speaking of last item number 10 popular or high demand products and i i well, here it says one more way to use scarcity marketing is to increase sales um it is to add feature to online product descriptions that show how many customers are interested in a product. Mm-hmm. I, the first thing that comes to mind for me, I'm not sure I've seen this on Amazon, but I've definitely <clears throat> seen it on eBay. Um, and not just on, sure, there's two aspects to eBay. There's the buy it now, there's the auction component, and I've seen it on both, right? Where it's like 59 people are viewing this item mm. right now or have viewed it within the last whatever, two hours, um, to give you the sense of, oh man, what if they decide to pull the trigger before I do and I miss out on those pumpkin spice latte running shoes that I've been so desperately <laughs> longing for because I know they're going to make me run that much faster. Uh, so, yes. And those those particular things where you're going, you need kind of a physical product. Like on eBay, and, and this is the nature of eBay, so much of it is about things that if you don't get it here and now, you're not going to get it especially if you get onto the more collectible side and things like that, or you're not going to get it at this deal. I mean, that's the nature of auctions anyway. Right. Um, but yeah, it's yeah, absolutely this many people are looking at this, how the, how that metric comes about. I'm very curious. What is it? Somebody spent more than 30 seconds there. Cause I'm never mm-hmm. checking a box that goes, by the way, I'm looking at this. It's just kind of like, they have to be it has to be like a bounce rate meter or something like hot jars on the back end going hey bro this guy's been here more than 10 seconds he's probably looking at it or so. he left the tab <clears throat> up and he went off to go get his coffee yes <laughs> uh, and by the way i'm gonna find this for you pumpkin spice running shoes you think i'm joking so brooks every now and then will do um they will do a a kind of special edition so for instance this is the brooks running levitate five it's current for the past year they did an ugly christmas sweater running shim and hold this up so people that are not watching won't be able to see it look at that yeah i'm looking at a an ornament for christmas that is worn on your foot 
and look, look un- <laughs> unlock an additional fifteen percent <laughs> if you give us your email. By the way, yeah, and it doesn't. It's not a scarcity thing. It's just like it, I mean, it is again. It's like an inverse of scarcity. Give us it's your email. Scarc- it's the scarcity of I might not get this discount if yeah. I don't do this right now. Give me your wallet, or I won't shoot you in the face. <laughs> I mean, that's <laughs> okay. Run away. Cool. <laughs> don't make me. That's right. All right. Well, so there's there. We won't get into it um, because there's certainly a, a f- more to this particular article, and and so maybe we can kind of revisit the scarcity or kind mm-hmm. of actually. Why don't we talk about this next time? I mean, that'd be a good way. There are benefits and drawbacks of scarcity marketing and we can kind of look into some more of those things i think this is this is one of those topics especially as we get into the holiday season uh, that we need to be thinking about and it, and it has you know so much of this sort of thing you have to plan it out you you cannot by the seat of your pants go oh you know let's do this no it has to be planned out a hundred percent so absolutely and especially not just from the side of if you're selling e-commerce goods making yep. sure that you have the stock at that time to fill potential demand. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to be running any sort of promotional or marketing around this, whether that's LinkedIn ad or uh, Facebook ads or Google ads, you know, there is some lead time to get those spun up and ready to launch yep. uh, for that day. So they're not like canceled uh, yeah. so, so that they're effective. And that's a good, that's actually a conversation that we, we will definitely get to that in the future because so many people, this, this guy that I was telling you about that I said was on Weebly, you know, um, is Weebly a real thing? Yeah. You just W E E B L Y. No, check it out. <laughs> Don't use it, please. It's a free platform. I mean, it's as simple as that. Um, and, but it will never rank for anything. And <clears throat> he's telling me, oh, I really want SEO on this. And I go, okay, well, here's the problem apart from the fact that SEO is the analogy I always use is growing tomatoes versus buying tomatoes at the store. SEO takes a long time. I don't care what platform it is. The quickest you're going to see results for SEO search engine optimization, which again is going to be several topics in the future is going to be six months. Anybody that tells you it's quicker than that is lying to you. I'm here to tell you. And that's a challenge because if this guy wants to buy something from us and he goes, I really want this in time for Christmas. Okay. Well, we better be talking in like the previous Christmas or like the spring (laughs) because that's the only way that this is going to have any sort of traction. And in terms of platform, these sorts of promotional things, whether it's on an existing website or it's like a Google ad or social ad or what have you, ads are the way to go with this because it can be that much more targeted. Your ROI on those is going to be much higher because ads are much more timely and targeted. It's as simple as that. SEO just is not. Um, so again, that's a different conversation. I feel like Absolutely. I'm opening Pandora's box. So I'm going <laughs> to shut it. We, we have, we're going to, we're going to bring up the music here. To Do it. Say. <laughs> is it Get break it. stuff by Limp Bizkit? <laughs> We don't own the rights to that, but well, thank you again. This has been episode four of the Mondo Solution with your host, Jordan McDonald and Brandon Wood. As always, please share, like, subscribe, comment, send us a line. Uh, We promised we'd have an email by this time last week, but we're still working on that. It's coming. Don't worry. I blame Jordan. Awesome. Just kidding. Thanks again. Thanks, sir. Bye.